24 Cross Media. And GMAC and Winnie are back with another edition of the Outlaw Blitz. What's going on, big guy? Good afternoon. I just kicked my own ass at the gym. Oh, we're getting to the funny, fit, and fearless part of our, our stage, huh? Trying to, man. I started with the nutritionist last week. Uh, I didn't listen. It's kind of fucking uh, reality check when you think, you know, at one point in my life, I would, I would have considered myself a, de- you know, a halfway decent athlete. I mean, I always had to work a little harder because a lot of stuff didn't come natural. But, um, yeah, 10 minutes on the elliptical after a five-minute bike warm-up, and uh, I feel like I am a hot pile of shit right now. It'll get but, easier, buddy. It'll get easier. Yeah. Listen, I got the heart rate up in the 150s, maintained that for 10 minutes, sweat like a fucking hog, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <laughs> You got yeah. to start someone. Listen, uh, you're running circles around me. I'm uh, laid up right now, as you know. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Never let somebody tear you down that's not doing anything themselves. Listen, I've never. and I, I don't consider myself somebody with a big ego. Um, but I've never fucking felt so self-conscious before. It was weird. It was like the fuck am I doing here? And I'm like, Oh wait, I have to be here. So got to get the knee done. So I got to drop the pounds and that's where I'm going to do it. And listen, see back in the day when you were on a weight loss journey or whatever, these cell phones weren't prevalent back then. Yeah. So now you get some scumbag that's in shape. That'll fucking, you know, hide taking a picture of you that ends up on YouTube or fucking Instagram or something. You know what I got to say to them people? Fuck them people. You're yeah, a piece of shit. A, you know what I mean? There's somebody I, trying to better themselves. You should be encouraging them instead of being a fucking gym douche. You know? Because yeah, you I, and, I, I, and maybe that didn't it, happen, but you know that happens a lot. Absolutely. Listen, if you watch TikTok, you see the fucked up shit people can record. Oh yeah. And put out for people to watch. I'm telling you right now, if I ever caught somebody doing it, I'm not punching them. I'm grabbing them right by the fucking horn and I'm walking them directly out the front door of Planet Fitness. Yeah, I mean it's it's just. I mean, I will you have I will have a fucking death grip on their fucking phallus. Uh, <laughs> yo, there's a crime and punishment we could write right there. Holy shit! That's yeah. Well, the whole and then gym it, you there? Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Okay, I was gonna say then you know what you do is you take your fucking sweated up nutsack and ass sweat drawers and drag it right over their face. Oh, they hit mandible claw. Yep. Put yeah. Them over my hand, glove and hit him with the mandible claw. No, oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a valid punishment for some asshole like that. <laughs> um, How you feel- go ahead. How you feeling? Uh, I'm all right. I got a little bit of that. You can hear my voice is a little scratchy and stuff, but, uh, we're kind of, uh, we're not in studio today, basically, uh, for people, it's really no big deal. Uh, we've had some COVID exposure in the family and, uh, I've had enough Q-tips jammed up my fucking nose to last forever, I think. Yeah, it sucks. Regardless. Uh, yeah. I had a little bit of a fever come on and go away, so, you know, let's hope this one is negative and I'm all cleared and could get rolling back doing what I, you know, what I want to do. I, yep. I, 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 listen, I learned something over the last, whatever, 10 days or whatever it's been. Uh, a prison doesn't have to be a prison. If you're in Malibu... On two acres of land that's gorgeous with a pool, it's still a prison if you can never leave. Yeah, and I learned that very, all too well, as we all can recall. I'm telling you, listen, I'm sure you understand now. There's only so many fucking movies you can watch, so only so many video games you can play. Yeah. Shit gets boring fast. Just in general. I mean, even like, like I was thinking, I'm like, man, is fucking retirement going to be like this someday? And I'm like, no, it's not, because... I'm going to go and meet you for fucking coffee in the morning and tell lies, you know, and talk yeah, about when we were studs. You're not stranded to one single solitary spot. Yep, that's true. 
So, uh, man, yeah, it does make a difference. Uh, you got anything else going on otherwise? Uh, yeah, I mean, the week's been pretty much good, uh, good weather finally around here. Myself back on track, yeah. The weather's been fucking fantastic. Uh, Easter Sunday went well. I mean, it's I, unfortunately, I'm sure you were stuck home watching as bad as I feel for me. Baseball, not even for me. Uh, yeah, Bean, he is he is beside himself, like it's it's affecting him mentally right now. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he's for, he's for a kid him. that loves to go out and do things so. Yeah, for a kid who does not stay put, I'm sure it's absolutely eating him alive right now. Yeah, so that one's a tough one. Other than that, yeah. though, yeah, happy Easter to all our listeners. I think we told them that last week, but uh, yeah. had a beautiful day in the Northeast for it, at least where we were. Um, Yeah, I don't, I, not much else. We can roll into sports if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. All right, hold on. Let's get Ian on a line here. Time for a very special sports report. Thanks, Ian. Uh, Ian, you fuck. Ian, you fuck you. Uh, sports this week. Uh, big news out of your team. Sam Darnold gets traded from the Jets to the Panthers for a 2021 sixth round and a 2022 two and a four. Yeah, good value they got for him. Uh, now the kid gets to start fresh somewhere else. Uh, I'm psyched now. It uh, looks like Zach Wilson's going to be the kid that they're going to go for. Uh, I know, I mean, uh, we've talked about you it. Realize you realize it is the Jets. They might before. draft defensive tackle again or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pat McAfee's going to get redrafted <laughs> out of retirement. First round pick. First round, oh, yeah. number two overall. Yep. Um, I don't know if I'd be upset with that, though. He's fucking awesome. Um, the difference, I know you've always been a, a – a Darnold, uh, not so not so much supporter, but it's been. Listen, what do the Jets really do for the kid? And I understand that. You're right. For three years, um, three different offensive coordinators, and and no no nothing around him. Yeah, I think though, I think the change of scenery for this kid to come back for a fourth year and potentially get beat up again is not what he needs. He can go down to Carolina. He's got a dynamic weapon with McCaffrey. Uh, to throw to out of the backfield as well to hand the ball off to. Yep. That's a good first start for him. It really is. I I like the move for the Panthers. They signed the extension on him, so they got two years at $25 million. Um, I say throw him right right in. He's a pro quarterback. Let Teddy Bridgewater back him up. And speaking of backups, you know, here's here's where we all are at right now. The Cowboys have no backup. Their backup is now the starter in Chicago, Andy Dalton. Yep. The Jets have no backup because Flacco has gone to where? Somewhere. Oh, Flacco. did he sign elsewhere? Yeah, Flacco's somewhere else playing. Uh, yeah, I so, did not realize. You know, you know, the Jets need to bring in a, a veteran. They, yeah, they have definitely. to bring in a veteran. Just in case, because Zach Wilson, here, listen, I like Zach Wilson. He's got Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. he's got He's got all kinds of arm talent and stuff. But let's be honest, he played in the Mountain West division or some shit. Let's uh, maybe the Jets will bring in Throw God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. For those for those who have TikTok, Harrison Beck was a uh, Division One. Uh, he was a he was a five star recruit for Nebraska, and the hillbilly hurler. <laughs> yeah, kind of a fucking weird. He's a, he's a strange dude. He's he's pretty uh, polarizing, I would say. He's got a fucking get- rifle though. Oh, dude! I it's you think you think he went to college and he graduated from uh, a D two school after winning at the D two national championship in like oh nine. Yeah. So here we're talking twenty twenty one, and he is still throwing fucking absolute laser beams. Yeah, yeah. With, with his gut and all, um, that that I'll save that topic for another time. I'd love to try to get that guy on the show. He's he's if you watch the videos where he breaks quarterbacks down. He's oh, a pretty smart dude. Yes, he's very valid. When you when you play the position at a high at level like that, of course you're going to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm sure we could get him on if anybody listens to this and and knows him, send him our way. Um, Yank, we'll we'll move along off of Darnold in the NFL. Uh, the Yankees and the Mets, eh, so far, 
The Mets were playing good. Turned DeGrom had, what, six innings and no run ball. Turned it over to yep. bullpen. They blew it last night. Yankees are, ah, they don't, like, they either hit home runs or they lose three to two. It's, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And, I mean, Judge spent the weekend grounding into double plays. Uh, Stanton looked like a wiffle know. baller. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things where when the Yankees were di- were were dynamic and, and dominating teams, they had role players and they had their stars. And it's like right now, there's guys that got to find their role, but they also played small ball a little bit. And well, this team is either all or nothing. Well, that's, and yes, you're right. Because guess what? When, at the end of it, before Giambi, so when you left with Tino Martinez, right? Who was your yep. power hitting guys? Jorge Posada. Tino, yeah, Bernie. I didn't say only, but they were like 20 to 25 homer guys. Right, but they weren't your 50, you know, they batted 305 with 20 home runs. They didn't bat 240 with 50 home runs. Exactly. So, yeah, the game's moved away from it, and it's kind of ridiculous with all these stats. I, we talked I about know. that with Jack McDowell. I was just say I know friend of the show, Jack McDowell. I, I've been reading his posts on Facebook is absolutely losing his fucking mind. He's like, he's tired of hearing after every pitch, velocity, exit velo, launch angle. He's tired of it. The and only it's... cool thing that came out of opening weekend with that stuff was, what's his name? O- Otani. Oh, yeah. He's had the fastest. 101 mile an hour fastball, <laughs> and he fucking smoked that ball that he hit out. Yep. And then somehow got dumped on his fucking head near home plate during his start. Yeah, I mean... That's a guy that you're going to be like, got all the talent to actually pitch and hit and play every day or whatever. And yes. some fucking weird thing's going to happen because it's just not yes, going to he happen. He can stay anymore. healthy. You got to right. realize he had what Tommy Johnny had two years ago. Last year, he played the entire season exclusively as a hitter um, in a, whatever it was, a 60 game season. And now he's back starting uh, and, and DHing. So if you can keep this kid healthy, it's something that we've never seen in our lifetime, a, a dynamic two-way player like that. You know um, you know why? Because they didn't let it happen. Gooden was a very good hitter. Yes, Gooden was an excellent hitter. Madison Bumgarner is a great hitter. Yep. Um, uh, Rick Ankiel. Don't don't discount Rick Ankiel. What that kid did, true. leaving and then coming back after he couldn't throw a strike and then remaking the majors as a center fielder was amazing. Absolutely. You know, you, the kid leaves the game because he has Steve Blass uh, syndrome yeah. where he couldn't, 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 couldn't find the fucking strike zone after being a dominant pitcher as a rookie. Uh, yeah, came back to be, uh, I'd say, yeah, above average starting outfielder. He was at like a 20 homer, 75 RBI guy for a few years. And, and that you can't, that's nothing to shake a stick at, at the major league level. Nope. Uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, the All Star game moved from Atlanta to Colorado over the voting laws. Now uh, politics get into sports, and I hate that. Yeah, fucking bullshit. Let's let's take it from where there's a predominantly African American um, community, Atlanta. I think it's like sixty two percent or something. Yeah, and, and let's move it to Colorado, where it's like seventy eight percent white. And then you want to bitch about voting laws? Like, come on, it's not about that. It's about, but then under the same under the same guys, I guarantee if you go to the major league uh, baseball all star game and you go to pick your tickets up at Will Call, they want to see your ID. Absolutely. They're going to want to see your so, ID. So it, it's such a fucking – it's uh, like we, we we hate getting into that, but it's it's such a fucking game that they have you playing right now. And, oh, it's and, nonsense. And it's, it's a shit show. Uh, NBA, the Knicks still hover right around 500. They got like yeah, a three-game lead for playoffs, but there's still a little ways to go. Um, Baylor ruined the perfect season for Gonzaga in the NCAA championship. And this weekend is the masters. Uh, the line this weekend, here's, you remember old G Mac, uh, hit pretty big when Bubba Watson won. Remember? Yeah. I put the money on it that year and I I did. All right. Uh, this year, uh, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thompson, Thomas are plus 1100. So you put a hundred down. And you win eleven hundred. John Ram is plus thirteen hundred. Rory McIlroy is plus nineteen hundred. Ian Poulter and Phil Mickelson are plus sixteen thousand. 
Jesus, I, I don't know. I feel like putting I feel like putting a hundred on Mickelson. Uh, and at this point, it still is is throwing your money in the fucking breeze. But listen, he, he he's a guy hot. that can get hot though. Yeah, and he gets hot, and it's and he gets scary. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, I've all, we've all seen if you watch golf. You've seen those rounds for Mickelson, and you've seen rounds where he just falls completely apart, and it's almost embarrassing for the guy because yeah. he's a high-level skilled golfer, but for whatever reason, him him and majors is just I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, it's not, but he has won one before, so it's he does you know, have he one. Has yeah, won. he can do it. So uh, and then and then Bubba Watson, the guy who won me a big chunk of money, he's at plus eighty-five hundred. So, I mean, now, here's the thing. If you're a betting guy and, and you got a couple hundred dollars to throw around, they're not bad bets to throw out. Not at all. Not at all. I think um, one thing that I was listening to um, one of our local sports shows in New York yesterday, I think it was uh, Craig Carton was talking about, um, it's weird that the announcers for the Masters are being coached and they have to say certain things. The fans are not fans. They're not spectators. They have to be referred to as patrons. And they can't refer to Augusta or Georgia. They have to say Augusta National at all times. Is, uh, is it like, because of the political climate? I'm not sure. There's like, there's I know like three, I know. there's always certain rules for yeah, the Masters. Like three or there's, four different things to where the, the announcers are – um, being said, this is exactly what you have to say. I'm like, that's uh, strikes me as odd, it, well, especially it, the patrons thing. But I, I, listen, it there's is what always it is. something about yeah. But that's been like that. Maybe not all of them, but I know there's always been special rules for the Masters for at least a decade. Like when we were golfing yeah. heavily, and I used to get Golf Magazine and all that. Yeah, uh, yeah. because it is different. Um, I know there's always certain terminology that they expect their announcers for just that tournament to use. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, lastly, I have a little bit of UFC news. Okay. Uh, I'm playing some music here. You probably can't hear it on your end. I can't. Patty the Batty Pimlet has signed in the UFC. Now, if you don't know who this guy is, he he fought over in the European circuit. Uh, think Conor McGregor ish. Uh, he's from England. He's not from Ireland. Uh, white, white boy. He's got no rhythm and, uh, it, it, blonde hair. looks like kind of like Owen Hart. I think I sent you the video. Yeah, There's yeah. something about this kid. That's absolutely polarizing. Uh, he's got the goofy dance, but it's, if you check him out, Patty, the baddie Pimlet, check out his opening song, his walkout. It's some of the most intense stuff, man. Like, he gets up there, he gets clapping, and the whole crowd gets chanting and shit. It's pretty wild. And he that's just cool. signed for the UFC. So that's a pretty big deal. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, and I'll lead into our top five with a, with a perfect UFC segue. Um, Daniel Cormier called out on Twitter this week multiple times by one Roman Reigns. Really? Yes. Uh, no one Vince, that's a big money fight. If Cormier is considering leaving the octagon, or how old is he now? Is he in his thirties? No, he's in his forties. He's forty-one or forty-two. Oh, he's right. retired from the octagon, so this would be a perfect time, but for him to for him to make the jump. And if he's going to make the jump, we might as well go to our five, top five. Four, three, two, one. Top five WrestleMania matches. Our personal top five WrestleMania matches. Do you have now, any have honorable mentions? I do. I have uh, two. Me too. Uh, my my two honorable mentions are the Dudleys versus the Hardys versus Edge and Christian at WrestleMania 17. That was TLC number two. Um, the biggest highlight that you'll see. It's on my list. All the time is Edge spearing uh, Jeff Hardy as he's swinging from the belt about 20 feet above the ring. And Edge actually, when he hit the canvas, knocked himself clean out, uh, and and had and basically had to come back and finish the match. Has no recollection of the ending of the match. Uh, what those guys did to their fucking bodies in those two sets of matches was ridiculous. And and for and, our uh, fans, WrestleMania is this weekend. That's why we decided. Yeah, and my other honorable mention, uh, we were probably 
consuming extremely salty chicken wings during this match. <laughs> uh, Sting versus Triple H. I hated the outcome. But oh, that's when uh, NWO showed up and DX showed up. And that's why I liked it. It, it ended with the biggest factions of the Attitude Era in the ring together, uh, showing mutual respect to each other. I just thought it was a cool ending. Uh, like I said, Hunter being Hunter, he stinks should have went over in that. He didn't. Uh, but for a guy at the time who was still like 55, uh, gave a good showing. We got all, like I said, we got all of both sides in that, and that was pretty cool to me. What's your honorable mentions? Uh, my honorable mention is Rude versus Warrior, WrestleMania 5. Hated Ultimate Warrior, Rick Rude, Bobby DeBrain Heenan pulls his foot when he suplexes him back in, uh, yep. grabs his foot. Uh, Rude goes over there. I love that. And then uh, Taker versus Punk, WrestleMania 29. Uh, you were, the, were you there for that? No, no I was not there. there for that. I was there the year before. You were there for I was Punk there for Punk and Jericho, right. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. That was when uh, the year Paul Bearer died. Yes. Yes, okay. and, and CM Punk came out with the urn, and then he hit the Macho Man elbow to the outside on the announcer table. It was That's pretty, right. and it didn't. And the table didn't fucking collapse. Yeah, That's a stiff one. that was a stiff one. Uh, my number five: Zack Ryder wins the IC Strap Ladder Match WrestleMania 32. Was definitely consuming salty wings on that one. All right, listen, I I'm glad. I think our lists are going to be different. I'm glad Zack Ryder made your list for a kid that was pretty much buried by the company and had to make himself relevant with his YouTube show for him to win a major title at mania was awesome. And it was a big surprise. Huge shocker. That's why I made my top five. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, my, my number five is actually a tie. Um, it's Hogan Andre at three and Hogan Warrior at six. Um, both Hogan matches, uh, both uh, very uh, pivotal and in their times in wrestling. You know, that was Andre passing the torch to Hogan, and that was Hogan attempting to pass the torch to Warrior, although that did not really work out. I will comment on the Hogan Andre thing because that's on my list further up. Yep. Uh, what I felt about that Hogan Andre thing is if you really think about it, WrestleMania was cool and all WrestleMania two was, eh, it was a little better, but three is really where it turned the corner and became yeah. a huge spectacle. And yep. it had the, the right combination. And I think that's what catapulted wrestling even higher. So yeah. th- that made my list a little bit higher up. My number. That was f- at the Silver Dome brother. So that was at the Silver Dome brother. Yeah. Uh, my number four, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold, WrestleMania 13. Uh, definitely considered that for my list. That was the match where Stone Cold bled out, never never tapped, never gave in. He bled out and passed, or not bled out, but he passed out from loss of blood. Uh, yep. And that was squirting everywhere. Uh, great match right up until that point, but what an ending that was. And that made him red hot baby face, and it made Bret Hart a fucking heel. And a wine bag. That, that, uh, oh, Bret Hart's always been a wine bag. But that was the turn, you know? That definitely uh, started the Stone Cold era in WWE, for sure. Uh, My number four, Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels. Ric Flair's retirement match, WrestleMania 24. Uh, I love the ending of the match, Shawn, with the I'm sorry, I love you, super kick for the pin, super emotional. Uh, I read, you know, I read it. Something about the match last night, and the guy was right. He's like, Listen, Ric Flair was a step slower. Um, the match, you know, for what it was, it was, it seemed like it was a lot longer than it was. It was only about a 12 minute match. Um, but Flair, one last time, was able to pull out all the signature spots, and just the raw emotion of the match was, uh, was great. So that's why I made my list. All right, my number three, you already hit it, the TLC, Hardy Boys, Dudley's Edge, and Christian. Uh, them dudes just put their bodies through war, and that's always a memorable match for me because that was a time I didn't really watch it a lot. Around the year yeah. 2000, maybe, was WrestleMania 17, 2000, somewhere in there, 2002. 14, let me see, so 2001 or 2002, yeah. Yeah, so right in there. So, you know, it was just one of those deals uh, that, that was 
one of those nights. I'm sure we all had the illegal cable boxes back then. Oh, yeah. Um, turned it on. The kids were little. You know, they went to bed, and next thing you know, I'm watching WrestleMania, and holy shit if, uh, you know, they didn't bring the house down with that match. Yeah, that was tough to follow. Uh, number three, Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat, WrestleMania 3. To I me, left that to- off my list. Uh, I watched that match just recently. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, this is your personal list. I left it off mine. Yes, I think it is probably one of the best matches ever to done. Me, but yeah, it's not my years, favorite, you know? Yeah, to me, until recent years, one of the most te- technically sound matches. Uh, the angle leading up to the match was great. That's when Savage had hit Steamboat in the throat with the bell. Crushed his larynx. This was uh, Steamboat's first match back. He wins the IC title. Um, for the longest time, was considered the best Mania match because uh, tech- you had you had two guys that were absolutely in their primes. Did he win it though? Yeah, yeah, he went with it on a roll up. Won the match on a roll up. Really? For some reason, yeah. I thought he lost, and he had his kid on his shoulder. He brought his kid in the ring with him though. No, no, he 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 got he hit him on a uh, on a small package. All right. Uh, my number two was Hogan versus Andre. We went over that already. That was what turned it. Uh, my number two is Razor and Sean. Uh, the ladder match at WrestleMania ten. The original ladder match, right? That was the first yeah. ever ladder match. That was a very good match. Yep. yep. Yeah, excellent. I'm match. not. A, I'm now, not a Shawn Michaels fan, so. No, I mean I like Sean back in the, that year was a real asshole. Um, after he retired, came back and he found religion in his life. He became a different person, but, uh, Razor was at the, t- was at the uh, top of his game back then. And for a guy, his size, you know, Razor, Scott Hall's not a small dude, six foot six, six foot seven to be in a ladder match like that and do the shit he was doing. It was a great match. Yeah. And what you want? My number one is a tie rock okay. Cena, WrestleMania 28. And Rock okay. Hogan, WrestleMania 15. Oh. Or 18, 18, I'm sorry. 18. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to read around the, the microphone wire. Uh, both of those, I think, the Rock, the Rock the Rock, never gets enough credit for putting people over or or making a, a bigger moment out of something. Uh, he, he I think he won both of those matches, but you think about the times that he put Stone Cold over. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. and uh, he's that guy in, and in, in we'll, we can argue this in the future on another one. If there's, if there's a Mount Rushmore, you know, it, it, my personal one it, rock is, does he go on there as a, if stone cold didn't exist, rock is in there. Cause they were just at the same time. Yeah. It, but it's all, it's all, it's tough to say is the, the is the problem is the rock, the rock without stone cold. Probably because he was that good, but they both made each other so much better. Yeah, when they were going over the IC strap before they made both went to main event, that was the best TV you could ever watch. Oh, dude! When, when he, he threw him off the bridge and he called him a piece of trailer trash and chucked him off the bridge, and oh, then Stone Cold awesome. came in and ran over his Cadillac or whatever. Yeah, but uh, both of those matches, you had a very huge crowd dynamic, uh, especially yeah. the Hogan match. You weren't really sure how it was going to be. Because he came yep. back as Hollywood Hogan, and that, if you remember, that match turned him back to Hulkamania. Yeah, that is my number one match, Hogan and Rock. Uh, the crowd was absolutely electric that night. Hogan, like, yeah, Hogan came out allegedly a heel, and by the time the bell rang, that crowd was so pro Hogan, it was crazy. Before um, before they locked up, that crowd went bananas. Yeah. Yep, and it was nice to see Hogan do the honors that put the rock over. Yep. And the ovation that Hogan got the following night on Raw is still one of the biggest. It was eight and a half minutes. He couldn't even talk because the crowd wouldn't stop. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. So, yeah, those the, for me, that, that moment will always stick out as uh, where a crowd pretty much just took over. Yeah, and, and that, that and the one where the night after, I think that and the night after I went, when Ziggler won the, the belt from Del Rio. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, the crowd went nuts when he came out to cash in. That was yeah. great. Yep, that was probably the loudest I've ever heard a crowd. Yep. 
Um, yeah, and that and and then the the Rock Cena one that was special to me because I was on vacation. I took my kids to WrestleMania in Miami. We watched the show. Boston, big Cena guy. Uh, all my kids, people, kids. All my kids' favorite wrestlers won. Sheamus with the eighteen second match, where that was that was Jern's favorite. He beat yeah. Daniel Bryan. Uh, and then the Miz, summer like the Miz, and I can't I, the Miz. I think maybe he won the IC belt that night or something. So that could be, yeah, yeah it, it was it was a really good night. And uh, I mean, Cena didn't win ultimately, but I mean, it's the Rock Cena, and that crowd was e- not equal to Rock Hogan, but very close. Yeah, and that was the Rock's hometown. He had been away, and it was electric for sure. Finally, uh, the Rock has come back. Home. That's what he did. Yep. And I remember, was it the year? It must have been, maybe it was the year after. It could have been even the year before when Boston has all the wrestlers in the ring. I think it was, actually, I think it was the Royal Rumble that year. Oh, could have been. And he just threw them all out of the ring. Cena wins. Yep. Yep. That was it. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're wrestling fans. We haven't really dove into wrestling too deep. I think we should do a wrestle only show one show. That'd be cool. That'd be Um, awesome. Because you and I could talk. For, about wrestling through the ages, you know, and, oh, and different yeah. and different styles because we were ECW fans as well, um, and, and attended many events. Sure did. Um, now, you just texted me and said I got a new segment, so I'm just a little I curious. Did. Like you got a new segment, you didn't tell me anything about it, so nope. why don't you enlighten me now? All right, so you kind of gave this idea a few weeks ago, um. And we wanted some other some other funny content that, you know, Five Crazy is great, but it gets tough at times coming up with new questions. We love Crime and Punishment. I think the, that the fact that we do that sparingly keeps it so awesome. Uh, but I wanted something else funny, and this is something that it'll run its course because there's only 50 states. Um, so we'll get through it over time, but it's called Stately Definitions. Okay. And um, basically, I hopped on the Urban Dictionary, and I I started with the tri-state area, so I did New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. And things I found that the state is uh, attached to, so they're they're words or phrases, and they have a meaning, so it'll be New York something or the Connecticut something. Okay. And the definitions are absolutely fucking hysterical. So let let me pull these up on my phone. Do I got to guess them or you're just going to read them off? I'm going to read them off and uh, I'll give you a second to think about what they could possibly be. And then I'll give you the definition. Okay. All right. So number one is the New York chili dog. I I, I don't even want to, I don't want to guess that one. (laughs) I'm I'm sure I could guess it, but I don't want to. Yeah. So it's uh, the urban dictionary has the New York chili dog as, Switching back and forth from anal to vaginal sex with a woman while she's on her period, leaving you with a penis oh. that looks like a chili dog and smells like the Staten Island dump for an entire week. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the New York chili dog. Uh, the next New York one is the New York style taco. Uh, I'm going to say it's similar, except for the girls got a yeast infection. It's, it's It does involve the girl, but it's anytime you are so drunk that when you go down a chick, you spew all over her box. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. That is terrible. Uh, oh, God. Uh, now we're moving on to the state of Jersey, which is known for Jersey barriers. Uh, yes, it is. The New Jersey meat hook. Jersey meat uh, hook. Go ahead. Yeah. So when a girl gets off the bed after intercourse, the guy puts his index and middle finger into her vagina in the thumb and her anus and pulls her back on the bed. <laughs> that, that, that'd be some like uh, the, a bowling term had to be used there too. Yeah. This one actually had me laughing out loud. Uh, the New Jersey spatula. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it's when you're fisting your significant other and proceed to flip them over with your fist still inside of them like a spatula. <laughs> Uh, this one this one goes out to all the jersey douchebags out there it's the new jersey slick back 
Uh, that's got to be something with their hair, right? The, the oh, guys yeah. wearing their hair slicked back. That's where a bunch of dudes um, would put their protein deposit in another man's hair, and then it's actually combed back and brushed into the Guido jersey hairstyle. Ah. <laughs> uh, Connecticut, this had a really weird name, the Connecticut Buttersock. Connecticut Buttersock. Hmm. Go ahead. I have no idea. Uh, when a person is falsely accused of a wrongdoing, so they harshly beat the accuser with a sock filled with frozen butter and then proceed to ass rape the beaten person's wife or husband. <laughs> that sounds like a crime and punishment. That, definitely. That could be a punishment for sure. That sure. Well, there was, there was a version of that. Remember when somebody was a grammar corrector, I said? Yes, yeah. correct. Uh, and then you got the Connecticut muffin. What's the Connecticut muffin? That is placing one's penis between the fleshy folds of another person's belly for sexual pleasure. Oh, <laughs> like if they got a real deep belly button, big old. Yep, bang, go, big old go chubby dude or chubby chick, you stick it in their belly yep. button. And the last one is the Connecticut gas job. Uh, I I can only imagine. Yeah, it's when a man's getting a rim job and farts in the face of the woman. <laughs> or man, don't don't make it just women. Or or man, correct? Or man, you are correct. yeah. Or so vice versa, tri- or it could flip around. Yes. So that is the tri-state edition of stately definitions. All right. So we you cross those three off your list. Yeah. And then, I mean, next next time we can go like Vermont, Massachusetts, and uh, Maine or yeah, something we'll have, in New we'll Hampshire. Have North, we'll have to do the Northeast at that point. We'll, we'll yeah. go upwards. Um. Yeah, dude, that was a pretty good. That was a pretty good segment right there. That was that was funny <laughs> and enjoyable. Uh. Now to our fans, I've already now I've already gotten uh three or four Dear Outlaws uh questions to the inbox. Oh, awesome. Uh yeah, we're just waiting for these to compile a little bit. We're gonna do a new segment called Dear Outlaws. Uh some of them are you know, listen, you can ask us a legit question. You can ask us a hypothetical question. Um, regardless, we're gonna try and answer our fan mail appropriately, you know, like yep. we're going to put thought into it and we're going to uh, give an honest answer, brutal, brutally honest, and we're going to hash it out. We're going to hash our answers out on air, but we're going to give you a valid, thoughtful answer. Maybe something you don't want to hear. Maybe something you do want to hear. Uh, maybe something you have to hear. Maybe something you have to hear. But, uh, you know, we take we're, we do take it seriously. We're not going to tell somebody to go jump off a fucking bridge or anything like that. No. Um, but you know, we're going to have some fun with it too. It's going to be a segment, but we're going to, we're going to say what we need to say. Um, yes. and we got three or four. So if you, if you, if you hear this and you want to try hit us up on the, uh, outlaw blitz, Facebook page and messenger, you can message us there. Instagram, yep. you can message us there. Outlaw blitz at Gmail, right? Yeah, outlaw, the outlaw blitz at gmail.com. Uh, outlaw blitz at gmail.com. Or you can probably get to us on Outlaw Blitz Twitter and direct message us there. Yeah, and if you actually just go to the Facebook page, the email address is posted. If you click on about, I mean, yeah, sure we and it. we're working right now just to let our uh, listeners in on a couple things. Uh, we're working right now. Our webpage is under construction and our store is under construction. Uh, we're going to have a store open shortly. It'll be open for like a month, see what shirts do well, what hats do well. And then we'll probably pull back some stuff, put up some other stuff so that our fans always have something. Um, there's some funny shirts in there already to start with, though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, enjoyable stuff. So um, that's where we're <laughs> What? Go ahead, buddy. Uh, quick shout out to uh, our, our friends over at Band Council. Yes. Um, they did send me, and I do have them. I just can't see you right now until uh, you get until we get the go ahead. But they did sh- send us two uh, prison purses or jail oh, well, wallets. Well, yeah, pr- prison wallet, and then we we just got to correct them and tell them it's a prison purse. Yeah, the prison yeah. wallet goes in your prison purse. I think that's what it, it is. Does. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I got them. I opened it up. I was like, oh, that's just fucking priceless. So, that is so yeah. cool. And, and what a cool thing. Oh, and then by the way, if you're your questions get chosen, you will get us uh, either Outlaw Blitz uh, podcast sticker or a small uh, Outlaw Blitz swag pack. Yep. 
The other thing I would, I'm blanking out. Where was I going with this? Oh, what I, what I like to say is we don't really say it enough on the show. Um, when you guys listen, please hit that subscribe button because it, it helps us keep a better track of how we're doing with our downloads. And speaking we of recently, go ahead. We, did, we recently eclipsed 5,000 uh, subscribers with Buzzsprout, which was a huge number for us. We, we know our, we have a goal that we'd like to get to this year. Um, and we're not and there. <laughs> and when you, when you shot me those numbers last night from charitable, dude, I was completely shocked. Yes. That's another thing. Uh, you know, you sit there and you look at these numbers when they come over and how you're charted and you're, you look at where you are. And then I'm like, man, well, I mean, that's pretty far down. And then you kind of look at it and you're like, but there's 1.9 million podcasts active right now in the world. And we're in the top half a percent. That's wild. That's crazy. You know what I mean? And so thank you to our listeners and all that. But we can't we can't sit around. We still have one more thing to go. Yeah. It is actually nineteen eighty. And this song was popular in 1985 because the movie of the summer was Back to the Future. There you go. Uh, GMAC throwback this week, 1985. Uh, I'll run through the the quick thing I always do. House, median house was, uh, cost of a house was 89,000. Income was 22,000. Um... Rent was three hundred twenty-five dollars a oh my God. a month. Gas was a dollar eight. A movie ticket was two dollars and seventy-five cents. The wow. big the big Christmas gift that year was. I'm gonna say, uh, Christ! It was around the time of Cabbage Patch Kids. I don't know. No, if you're close. Nintendo. Okay. Okay. The original NES. Uh, the Michael Jordan was the NBA Rookie of the Year. The toys, the top like 10 or 12 toys out there were Cabbage Patch Kids, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Pillow People, uh, Pogo Ball, Skateboards, which uh, they alluded to skateboards had a huge popularity after Back to the Future came out. Uh, Care Bears, uh, because their first movie came out that year, Rainbow Bright, Teddy Ruxpin, and Trivial Pursuit entered the game world. Oh shit. I remember I remember I remember all. parents having like game night. That was like the first time if you really think when we were kids outside of like risk. Yeah. Most parents they either played poker or I mean everything else was like shoots and ladders. It was like kid games. Yeah. Trivial Monopoly. Pursuit was like the first adult game. Yeah. Yeah, I remember playing Trivial Pursuit and only ever being able to answer sports questions because the rest of the shit was way too advanced for my nine-year-old brain. We played uh, that. We played that when we used to do married game nights when we were both still married. Remember? Yeah. We used to yep. play those games. It wasn't bad. So yeah, it's crazy to think that that came out that year. Um, that was a great toy year, man. All you, everything you mentioned, as far as the GI Joe Transformers. All shit that I definitely Pogo had. ball, skateboard, the pillow people. I, I forgot about that, but that was a girl thing. Yeah. Uh, it was a girl toy. Uh, Rainbow Bright was huge back then, which is, that's big. Care Bears, we all remember them. I thought, yep. didn't they all smell different? Yeah, I want to say you're right there. I want to say they each did have a different smell. Like if you got the, if you got the rainy bear, he kind of smelled like a rainy day. And if you got the happy bear, it smelled like, I don't know flowers you know what i mean like i know strawberry i know strawberry shortcake all smell different but i thought for some reason i thought the care bear smelled different and all the cabbage patch smelled like powder remember yeah and we were definitely smelling the uh the markers in school oh they the are my favorite those... the mr scent markers oh yeah the purple smelled like grape and uh, uh, the brown those... smelled like cinnamon yeah. and the black yep. smelled like black licorice yeah were they were the awesome were you the dick that would smack the hand and make somebody get uh, the of color course. on the tip of their... Of 
course. <laughs> or there was times, you know, I mean, I went, I, when I grew up in the poorest area of our area. So everybody had fucking 16 different colors on their nose that day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the movies that summer, the big movies were Back to the Future, which I already said, Rambo, yep. Rocky Four, The Color Purple, Cocoon, and Police Academy 2. Damn, a good summer for movies. Yep. The NFL, uh, so the champions were the NFL, the Bears beat the Patriots. Yep, Kansas City Royals. Royals beat the Cardinals in MLB. NBA, the Lakers beat the Celtics. NHL, a, a young Wayne Gretzky and the Oilers beat the Flyers. And the WWF main event for WrestleMania 1, which is yeah. all ties together. WrestleMania 1, Hogan and Mr. T beat Orndorff and Piper. And then finally... The popular music that summer was Part-Time Lovers, Stevie Wonder, Power of Love, Huey Lewis, Cherish, Cool in the Gang, Some Like It Hot, Power Station, uh, Like a Virgin, Madonna, and I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner. Damn, okay. A pretty good year, man. 1985 was right in the middle of Cocaine and Boats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sure still was. 85 to 87, I would say, were that was those were my favorite years growing up. I can remember because 86 was huge with the Mets winning the series. Um, that's and and we the were, Giants. And the Giants won the Super Bowl. The Giants, that's right. And that's when we were transitioning from elementary to junior high. So it was a big time in our uh, lives. 88, we were 12. So it would have been 88, 89 would have been our first year in junior high. Okay, yeah. So we're getting there. Yeah, I mean, but growing up in the 80s, man, was the shit. It was. It really was, dude. Like It really was. It it really, really was. Last night I was watching, um, I was just flipping through FS1 and Fox Sports 1 and Vision Quest came on. And I'm like, holy shit, man. That's awesome. I see you. That's why you posted that on Facebook. It's, It's just wild, dude. Like, good music. You had Foreigner, Journey. Lunatic Fringe by Red Rider. Oh, my God, dude. The soundtrack was amazing. And then you look back at, like, what the 80s was about. The 80s was, like, pride in your country, self, self-accountability. self uh, Hey, Rocky IV, you said in, 80, in 85. That 85, was yeah. The, Russian. Yeah. Yeah, Soviets in the U.S. Yeah, and in 85, that same year, Reagan met Gorbachev uh, in Switzerland, and that kind of quelled the the uh cold the cold war that was going on yep so yeah i mean it was it was a volatile time i remember sitting there where we were like remember doing the uh nuclear fucking uh bomb drills when we used to have to get under our desk oh my god you remember yeah, that I mean, let's yeah, yeah. let's let's yep. protect ourselves from fucking a nuclear bomb which causes fire under kinland wood <laughs> yeah which which if 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 the, the nuclear fallout's gonna kill you anyway. Yeah, uh, it, it was uh it was it was a wild time. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was a great it was a great time to uh you know, listen, we're we're products of the eighties. Good time to be a kid, man. It really was. Great time to be a kid. And uh I think with these GMAC throwbacks, somewhere along the line we're gonna find out when society turned to what it turned to. Yeah, we're, I'm sure because we've been be... uh, we've been as as recent as 2001. We haven't really gotten too far further north than that. You know what I mean? And we've been back oh. as far as 69. I think you're gonna we're gonna see the more we get towards technological advances with cell phones and shit like that is where is when we're really gonna see where society starts to take a shit. Yeah, ultimately the day. The day that uh, dodgeball was taken out of gym is the day yep. that society shit their pants. That's shit the bed. Because the day yep. that you could stop taking the whiny little fucks that had to have everything so special to them, just taking them out with a red dodgeball to the head. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, there was always a consequence back then. Could you imagine yeah. the the... You're going to Twitter talk shit to the guy that fucking fires a dodgeball at you 90 miles an hour? Oh, yeah. It's accountability. That's really what it comes down to, accountability. Yep. And listen, and I've seen 
I've seen video. I know you can fire a dodgeball. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I went on a little rampage. I wish I could find that video. Then we could tell where I yeah. took what, like six or seven people out in a row. Now yep. that was at the Dodge Bowl, right? That was. That was at the Dodge Bowl. So this week, good episode, great energy. It, I think it would have been even more if you were here. Uh, but unfortunately that couldn't happen. Uh big weekend ahead. The Masters is this weekend, WrestleMania is this weekend. Um Major League Baseball is in full swing now. And uh we're not too far off from our draft special. No, I can't wait. Draft specials in two weeks, probably, because drafts in like three weeks. And again, if anybody wants to send us some questions for the Deer Outlaws or Ask the Outlaws, or we're not sure. I think Deer Outlaws is probably good. Uh, you know, you can send them over to any of our social media contacts. Damn, we're getting some real. We're getting some really good questions, bro. Really good questions. Yeah, I I got two really really good ones already. Yep. So, I mean, really good ones. Plus, there's other ones out there. I'm just saying, like, I got two legitimately badass questions right off the bat. Awesome stuff. You got I, anything else? I love, I do like the pic of you looking very pensive uh, that you put on Facebook. Facebook? And I'm sorry, on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I was in, you know where I was? Where were you? I was outside, soft as a grape, in in um, oh, in Chatham. Okay. In Cape Cod. All right. I was sitting out there waiting for uh, Jern and Summer to come out of soft as a grape. That's a yearly tradition that they go up in there. It is traditional. It is <laughs> just like butterscotch pudding. Yes, uh, Captain Crunch on their hands. Yeah. If you have never seen. The Canadian Royal Wedding on South Park. Go check it out and get back to us. It's one of the funniest episodes Dude, we ever. Laughed. We laughed literally for probably 45 minutes straight. Yep. Belly yep. laughs. As is hurting. tradition. Yes, yes, as is tradition. It's uh, good stuff. Yep, it's good stuff. If you got anything else, go ahead. If not, I'm good to go, buddy. Nah, buddy, we're good. So for GMAC... This is Winnie, and hopefully next week we're back in studio to bring all of this chicanery to you on the Outlaw Blitz podcast from 24 Cross Media. And as always, take a deep.